It's funny, my dad's here today. It's one of the only things that dad actually watches on TV or used to when we were kids was either cartoons or the news. Especially Tom and Jerry. You used to hear him roaring with laughter. Um, so it was just, it's just an enjoyable thing. And it's one of the great things about being a parent. I now have an excuse to sit down and watch cartoons. Last week really, um, really inspired me. In as much as people were coming up and talking about this community, a community that I'm part of and have been a part of for probably about 15 years now. Um, when me and T arrived here all those years ago, it was a very different mix of people at the time. My sister brought me in and invited me along to come to Lifeline. And uh, we're from the Midlands, near Stratford-upon-Avon and stuff, so we're used to sort of living out in the countryside. We've come here purely to try and get work. Um, we just qualified, really, and we found ourselves not being able to afford anywhere other than Walthamstow at the time. So uh, that's where we, we stayed for quite a while, and we used to travel across all the time and got knitted into this community of people. And sometimes people say to me, especially my friends back at home, why on earth do you want to live down there? When it's so much nicer up here, the houses are cheaper. It's much more laid back, it's beautiful. Come back here. I said, I can't. And I can't, not just because of the community, but because God hasn't said so. And it's as simple as that. If God says, move to up north, I'll be there like a shot. But he hasn't. And so for this season and for this time, we're part of this community. So the title of today's talk is, We Are Here, Aren't We? Last week inspired me in as much as people were just saying how good it was, how welcome they felt. As Han stood up there, I was like, yes, that's the part of something that I've been a part of building. We've all been a part of building. And I think the, think the problem is some of the times that we take it for granted. It becomes over-familiarized. We forget. We do forget, because it's something that sort of we've either grown up into or been introduced into, and it's just something that we do. We don't really think about it anymore. And part of this morning is to start you thinking again about why we do certain things. Why are you part of this community? There's a bunch of questions we're going to chuck out today. I don't have all the answers, but it's, this morning is really about starting you thinking afresh. Have you been there, seen it? You got the T-shirt. Is it, I've always been here. It's what I've done. Until God says anything else, I'm staying here. Or are you as enthusiastic as you were on day one, when you got invited in, or you came in to be a part of this community? When everything was fresh and everything was new, those relationships were fresh. You're excited at coming around to people's houses, getting invited around, sharing meals, doing all those things that make us who we are as a community of people. I don't want it to become so, we do it every week, that I lose the excitement. I lose the passion for doing what we do. The film clip I'm going to show you is from a film called The Horton Hears a Who. It's a great film, and I've watched it a number of times, and I still see different bits each time I watch it. And my children love it. And Horton's basically, it's based on a, a Dr. Seuss book. 
Again, books that my dad used to read when I was a little kid. And Horton is an elephant. And uh, he comes across this little tiny speck on this little tiny flower. And for most people, they can just see the flower and they can see the speck. But Horton can hear something. Because on that speck and living on that tiny little speck is a whole entire community of people. And so he starts listening and hearing and talking to the mayor and having conversations with the mayor who is in charge of this community of people. But everybody else can't hear. All they can see is the elephant, a flower, and if they look very, very hard, a little speck. The reason that they can't hear is because there is a dense cloud that is actually covering the whole of Whoville. Horton's been equipped to hear. And I want us this morning to recognize that we have been equipped to hear. We're equipped to hear God. That blows my mind. It may sound obvious, but I think sometimes we forget. We are equipped because he has enabled us to hear him. And therefore, we should be living in the expectation that we're going to be hearing God. Everyone else can't hear. They see a speck on a flower. And yet Horton is a vibrant community. So the film clip's about 10 minutes. I'm apologizing that there's no popcorn and stuff this morning, or hot dogs or anything. But please do enjoy the film. That's enough for today. <laughs> it's a great film. Do get it and watch it. Um, I'll actually have the entire end of those. I'll spoil it for you. Anybody really knows how to do IT? So, what, what do you see? What do you see in, in this community? Do you see a little tiny speck on a flower? Or do you see a vibrant community of people? And it's not just a, a mixed bag of people. The thing I thought about when I was watching this was the fact that God has called me to be here at this time. And I'm hoping that God has called each one of you to be here at this time, for such a time as this. And I think sometimes we can get stuck under that big cloud, which is just there. And you think, it's, this is dull. I've been here before. I've seen it. Been here for many years now. Nothing really changes. Same old, same old. Or we can choose to punch our way through the cloud. God has called us for his purpose. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. You've been called 
You've been chosen. So if you've been called and you've been chosen and you've placed within this community, what is yours to do? What has God called you to do? What has he given you to do? It may seem really, really insignificant. In Hoover, they were banging pots and pans and bringing out anything they could lay their hands on. Why? To make a noise. Why? To come in to unison with one voice together. And I think one of the things that I think God's put on my heart is the fact that we've all got a part to play. Every single one of us. From the young ones right the way through. We've all got a part to play. We've all got a pan to bash. We've all got a trumpet to sound. We've all got a voice to use. One of the things with the film, Jojo, he's very quiet. He was the mayor's son. Very quiet, goes about his business, didn't say a lot. But when it counted, it was his voice that put the final piece in to burst through the cloud. So I'm expecting for the Holy Spirit to come and waken us. I feel myself personally that I've been in a sort of a slumber state for a while. I'm here. I can fulfill my function, I suppose. I can come and lead worship when it's my turn to do so. I can lead the worship team. I can be part of core team and stuff. But am I doing that with my autopilot turned on? Or am I asking God day by day for his grace to enable me and to empower me to do all of those things that he's called me to do to the best of my ability and some. Do you feel like you're knitted into the community? Or are you one of those that stands around the edge and just looks in from afar and says, mm, yeah, it looks all right, but mm, maybe it's not for me. Just recognize afresh that God has called each one of us to be here at this time. We're here and we count. And what does it mean? What is the point? What are we here for? And there's a couple of scriptures I just want to share. We could just go into that second slide and thing. It's all good. Because there's a couple of things, because it's not just so that we all have a nice time together, and it's not just so that we can feel loved, and that'd be nice, you know. Oh, it's nice to have a lot of bunch of friends. It's nice to have 200 friends, isn't it? It's quite nice. More than Facebook. I've got about six. Um, it's actually for a very different purpose. Oneness, this unity, this covenant, the relationship, this we are here, this call of we are here, is about oneness. And let me just run you through a couple of things, because the purpose of it is something quite different to having nice friends together. John 13, 34 and 35. Can you just give me it in the new NIV? Let's just take a minute to have a wee think. This is what Jesus said just before he left his disciples. A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. So that all men will know that you are my disciples as you love one another. You know, it's not love one another so you look after each other. It's so that all men will know you are my disciples. As we love one another, people see God. 
It's this incredible reality. In John 17, Jesus is praying for the believers and he prays for them and he says, I've given them the glory that they have gave me, that they may be one as we are one. That's him and the Father. I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them, even as I have loved you. Again, the very purpose of our unity, of our love, of our call if we are here, is that the world will know that God sent Jesus, that they too could know him. It's, it's this incredible reality. And then I was kind of thinking, well, what does that look like? Because you've always got to ask that question, haven't you? You know, this loving each other is great, this oneness is great, but what does it actually mean in real terms? And I was looking in Colossians. I can't find it. Colossians. What's, what thing did I put on the... In, what's, what did I put on the... 3, 3.12. My bike book has just lost Colossians. And it's really interesting. I think this incredible description, and it's talking about the rules for holy living. And it comes down to 12, and it's talking about all the things we've got to give up and the, 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 where we've been and the, the sins of our past and the things that God wants us to give up. But then he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, we are God's chosen people. We are here as God's chosen people. Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Keep going. Bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as God forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all those virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And you know, the thing that really struck me in that film there was that amazing moment where, like, the cloud breaks through. And it just made me think again, you know, as we choose to live the way Jesus asked us to live, as we choose to walk in this way, as the scripture says, by his Holy Spirit, because the exciting thing is we really can't do it. We really, really can't do it. I can be friends with people I like on a good day. <laughs> Seemingly, I annoy them sometimes, but not as much as they annoy me. <laughs> but I can't do this. Not with people that annoy me, not the people I even like. I can't do it. But by the Holy Spirit, I can. And that's what it means for we are here. As we choose to say, I'm going to love you. I'm going to give myself to you. I'm going to care for you more than I care for me. That's when the cloud starts to break and the world sees God. And that's what he's called us to. That's this amazing reality of this community. It's not so that we're nice together. And it's not so I'm looked after. And in fact, there are days, you know, when I heard those testimonies last week, a bit of me thought, hmm, it's not all with my experience. Because it doesn't matter whether I'm looked after or not. It matters that you're looked after. 
And as you're looked after, reality is I'm going to be looked after. But it's not about me first. It's about you first. And as we choose to walk with this, bearing with each other, forgiving the grievance, grievances against each other, forgiving each other, that's when the cloud breaks and people see God. And that's when we live in that reality of who he is. And it's an incredible, miraculous thing. So we wanted to really take a bit of time today to kind of think, well, what does it mean to say we are here for you, for me? And it's, it's about loving each other. It's about bringing the good news. It's about demonstrating his power. It's about that little one actually having the most significant impact. You know, it was the little, the little boy that in the end broke through that cloud. You might be sitting here thinking, well, who am I in this thing? I don't really count. I don't really matter. And God's saying you really, really do. Because it just might be your bit that actually breaks through the crowd. So we're going to take a, a song. Um, Richard's going to come and bring a song to us. And as he's singing this song, and as we're just waiting on God, and as you're saying, God, what is it that you have called me here for? What would it mean if I chose to love more? What would it mean if I chose to see the people around me that you're giving me to speak of you and the incredible reality who you are? What would it mean if actually I see myself an active part of this community? What would it mean if I started to declare right here, we are here, so that we see the cloud broken through in this community of people who don't know them? Because that's what we're here for. In this world, we, in our cry of togetherness and love to one another, shows the world who God is. And we're going to, after the song, the stewards will have post-it notes. And I want you to consider what it is that it means for you to be here. It might be today, today you say, I'm not going to be somebody who thinks I don't have a part anymore. And during this song, God will show you your part. But it might be you say, actually, I'm just going to find out my part. I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to use this gift that I've got. I'm going to be willing to forgive. I'm actually going to forgive where I need to forgive. And when you get that sense of, you know, this is my expression of what it means to be here, I want you to write it in one of these post-it notes. And we're going to put them up in this wall here. Because there's a part for everybody.
part to play. We've all got a voice. We've all got a purpose. And it's just remembering it. For some of us, we've been here many, many years. And we might have forgotten that first initial calling of God to plant ourselves here. I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to blow the dust off that and say, this is a fresh word for today. You are here because God has chosen you. You are here because you count. You're not here by accident. None of us. And we might think that we're an insignificant, tiny little speck on a flower that nobody notices. But God does. For Jojo, he was quiet. He'd been working away merrily on that project. Must have been for ages, because it was huge, wasn't it? But it was behind closed doors. And so the other thing I want to talk about this morning is the fact that you might have stuff that God's placed in your heart, which you've worked diligently on. Today is about opening the doors and sharing that. It's not about working in isolation. It's not about working in isolation. It's time to open the doors. Because I think as we open the doors to ourselves, the sound comes out. The cry comes out. So all that time, all the effort you put in, all those thoughts that you have, you think to yourself, that's a crazy idea. Share it with somebody. So I think this is a season for the doors to be flung open in people's lives. And that very thing, that very thing, that little seed that God's planted, it's going to be watered at this time. It's going to grow at this time. And we're going to punch through that cloud. And as we do, the community is going to see us. They sort of see us now. We're involved in various different projects. We're affecting a lot of the community already. But I want more. And I'm sure God wants more. But it's going to take each of us to go back to looking with ourselves and say, God, what have you called me for? If you've got nothing on your piece of paper, then ask you. Ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you. Remind me what I'm here for. They punch through the cloud only when every single person participates. So it's not a time for opting out. Can't be saying, I don't feel like it. Um. Or I've been here before. Or I've seen it before. Participation is required. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about him. We've just been singing. Richard sang to us. We are here for him. We're here for one another, but we're here for him. And I think sometimes we forget. We come in, sit in our normal chair, talk to the normal people, and go home again, hoping that dinner's not going to burn before we get back. How about next week you come in and sit somebody next to somebody you don't like? Just say a quick hello. 
causes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But if we're meant to demonstrate love to one another, then that's how you do it. Very simple, very simple task to do. So as the band play now, in the background, take the same song. I'm going to sing that song through for you again. Take your post-it note. And as you're walking, speak it out. God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And stick it on the wall. Look at it. Speak it out to yourself. So you hear it for yourself. And remind yourself. Say, so I am part of this community. I may not feel like it. I may feel like I've got nothing to contribute. God disagrees. You've been called, you've been chosen. And let our cry go out to the 